not natural 20. Four. Four. Just four. <laughs> Well, that was a little later. That was after you guys all got naked and decided to go down for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tweaker asking us if we wanted to buy some drugs. So everyone was having a big party <laughs> and you were busy dying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to say that like a valley girl. As, As <laughs> Chapter 23. The Oracle of Lubri Concordia. Okay, so last time we were together, you guys all had to go and pedal like crazy. And unfortunately, you're only mostly successful. You were all exhausted by the time we were done, and Dania had to guide you into the last little bits. And um, as you were uh, just finishing that, you guys notice a dark smudge on the horizon. Dania points forward and says, there is our destination. And there on the far horizon, you can just make out a smudge, a darkened area in the otherwise bright desert. After some time, you can barely make out the outline of a low building. You also notice some more smudges further to the west of your target, almost in a line heading off to the southwest. When you quiz Dania about them, she shrugs and replies that they are several oases. It is said that a great river used to run down the middle of the valley. It still runs there under the sand. Where it comes close enough to the surface, it moistens the ground. In some places, enough for life to get purchased. I tie up there, <coughs> sometimes, if I need a rest out here. And she gives you guys just enough of a uh, break that you guys can once again take the pedals and push the airship all the way onto your destination. And as the sun dips towards the horizon, you finally approach Ubrium Concordia. Whatever city this was before the Great Cataclysm has been given up to the Mare Aranosum. Only the tops of some spires stick up above the desert sands now, and those are some humps and ridges in the sand give any hint as to the city buried below. There is one exception, an area of new construction that sticks up from the sands. Dunes lap up against it and in some places have been blown on top of it. A wide flagstone courtyard, at least 100 feet across, pokes conspicuously out of the desert. At the southwestern end lies a sizable building. Ribs of stone arch out of the desert. Between them, skylights of glass or crystal let light into the area below. At the apex of the structure, a complex bronze gearwork holds lenses the size of a man in place. Two massive bronze doors connect the structure to the courtyard. Danya calls a halt to the pedaling, and the airship slowly glides to a halt as she vents the envelope and begins to slowly descend towards the courtyard. But we're going to take a pause there as we are approaching Ubrium Concordia 
and jump back about eight hours to when you were all going to sleep. As you remember, you guys had barely made your exit from Waterfall City and had uh, come racing down the side of the mountain with the mountain breezes out over the mare and had uh, tucked into sleep there. And uh, a few things had happened. As you were unpacking your gear to go to bed, you guys all found a note in your gear. And if you open your folders, you'll find that note. That's the city Pocono. That is the city poking up right there. Or the building at least. Except the Poconos. Anyway, uh, you can't figure out where that note came from. Your suspicion is it uh, was placed there by Galchabar, although nobody saw him doing anything close to your gear. Either that or Danya, uh, although no one has seen her close to your gear while you've been on the airship. But as you guys begin to be lulled by the swing of the airship and you guys settle down to sleep, a couple of things happen. First, Gwen, all of a sudden you just sit bolt upright and you realize that Galchabar said to you that you were a barbarian from the mountains. And you realize that he knows what you are. And so far in your entire life, ever since you were discovered, broken and bleeding on the side of the road, no one has ever seen anything like you. This is where the Dungeon Master gets to uh, turn the screws for you missing an obvious clue later <laughs> in an earlier session. No, I caught that he said I was a barbarian. I just, out of character moment, thought he was talking about the barbarian in the handbook that's a human, so I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> 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 well now Gwen on further reflection you kind of think that he was speaking not of a class but of a race as if your type of people are the barbarians from the mountains and then Arlen um, as everyone starts nodding off and Alistair is taking his watch there you find yourself uh, rolled up in your bedroll, stroking your ring, as you have really become in the habit of doing. And you can't actually believe that you've got this item. Um, ma magic items are immensely rare since the uh, great magical cataclysm. Um, only recently have uh, people begun to regain the skills to make them again. So most of them are you know, treasures of the old kingdom. And you can't believe that you, a little farm boy from the edge of the mare, actually have come into possession of such a thing. And it becomes, uh, starts growing in your mind that you guys have that bowl. And all of a sudden you just are possessed by an urge to go and uh, see if you can figure out how it works. And uh, much to your surprise, it uh, is kind of apparent. The runes around the outside actually make sense to you. And you realize that you have to fill it up with some water and then simply speak the magic word and then the name of the person that you are interested in seeing. And the first person that pops into your mind is actually Galchabar. So you uh, go over there 
and um, fill it up. <clears throat> do the incantation and mention Galchabar's name, and you almost jump back as a wavering image that then solidifies of Galchabar sitting in his tower, working at one of his workbenches, appears in the bowl. And you see him uh, look around, almost as if he's heard somebody call his name. And he looks around, looks around. You can almost imagine him looking right at you as he looks in your direction. And then you see him pull out a second bowl and fill it up. <clears throat> and he uh, um, you know, says the incantation and says, and says your name. And you can't quite see into that bowl, but you have to assume that uh, he is now looking at you in the airship. He says, ah, oh, my young spellcaster, I see you've learned how to use the bowl. I knew you could. This is spectacular. As you can see, I have one myself, and we can communicate back and forth in this fashion. How was things coming there? I heard it made quite a kerfuffle when you trying to escape the city. Uh, yes, uh, we managed to leave the skitty, the skitty, <laughs> the city, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, we have, what, we've traveled for about a day? Yeah, all, all the way, oh, and to the, the evening, yeah. Well, very good. Hopefully, the solutions to your problems are there at the Ubrium Concordia. I wish you well there, and do not be, be uh, hesitant to contact me here. I'll be ever vigilant and watchful. I'll take the bowl with me wherever I go. Uh, I will, I'll make sure to um, contact you if I ever have any questions. Very good. Well, get to bed, youngster. It's past your bedtime. Okay. <laughs> and he uh, waves sort of his hand over the bowl, and, and you get the feeling that he's no longer looking at you. Grandpa's arm. <laughs> Grandpa Bar. Do you do you uh, finish the incantation yourself? Uh, yeah. Okay. And the bowl goes black, and it's now just an ordinary bowl full of water, and you push it aside. And uh, once again, the, uh, the rocking back and forth, back and forth of the airship uh, starts to lull you into sleep. Um, everybody roll for me a perception check. Actually, aside of you, Alistair, you're on watch. So you, you're, already, you're, already, you're already perceiving. Mine's better this time. Fifteen. Three. Eight. Okay. So, uh, Alistair, you see you, uh, Arlen knock off to, to sleep. and After a little while, um, it seems like you just have the uh, deep breathing of the rest of the party being asleep. Um, but no one? Um, you kind of become half awake. Uh, Alistair gets up on his watch. And that disturbs your sleep, and you see a most interesting sight. Um, Alistair goes over to the bowl, and you see him very quietly murmur the incantation and a name that you can't quite make out. And uh, 
you see the bowl come alive again. And you are just sort of in the right, you know, angle to uh, look sort of under his arm at what image is in the bowl. And, and you see the image of a young half-elven girl, or maybe an elven girl, it's tough to tell. She has long, curly black hair. Um, she seems a little frazzled, and she has a quill and ink and is bending over a large ledger book, it looks like. And Alastair looks at her for just a few minutes, and then just as quickly finishes the incantation, and the bowl goes black again. And then he goes back to where he was sitting when he was doing his watch there. And then we go off into the rest of the evening. So obviously, Arlen, Adri, you didn't just have anything I happen. No one, you were summoned to the helm so that Danya could get a couple hours of sleep. Okay. So here we are sitting above the Ubrium Concordia. And I think now is kind of a good time to take a quick break and do a retrospective of what's happened. So who would like to start to sum up what has been going on? Because quite a bit, obviously, has happened <clears throat> to the party since you guys started. I vote for uh, Adri over here. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't remember when the last session was, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm taking notes right now. Okay, good. I'll pretend to be Adri. We fought monsters. Okay, we did. So yeah, you guys started out um, in the town of Lowford, and uh, had somehow all been gathered together there. Oh, we're going all, all the way, way back to the beginning. We were, oh, outcasts, yeah. and and we were outcasts, and, and then... we were formed into a group because no one else wanted to hang with us. Because mm -hmm. we were all the weirdos. And there was starving out. animals and mysterious spots. And the the bushes that attacked us that came later. So we, we we got attacked by starving wolves. And yeah, like that, the weird... first the first thing was yeah, you guys ended up getting attacked by starving wolves and became the heroes of the entire village there, defeating the wolves that had been raiding. And then they asked you to uh, go and be ambassadors. And Trouderdurs would have been better. Yeah, and that's where that's where that's where uh, Alistair's giant frogs appeared when you got ambushed by frogs and lizards on the way to uh, Waterfall City. Mm -hmm. And you guys made it in there okay, and uh, then uh, found that uh, there was just a huge lineup trying to get into the. To uh, see the Baron and the Baroness. And then we bribed And the... some tweaker asking us if we wanted to buy some drugs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Torque. The, the Torque. Yeah, the yeah. Torque. Yeah. And we had Torque zombies. Yep. Well, that was a little later. That was after you guys all got naked and decided to go down for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, maybe Big not times. naked, but it was close enough. <laughs> and then, uh, yes, Torque zombies appeared out of the sewers and uh, decided to, or cellar, and decided to attack you guys. And that, that was exciting. And then a, uh, a massive swarm attacked the city, and we teamed up with the watch. Yes. yes. After the watch naturally assumed that you guys that we were, were the, the ones, ones that were causing it. Except for the little girl who, yeah, who, who cried was our about alibi. Sure. Yes. Thank goodness for the little girl. Okay, we shouldn't have eaten her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then. You had a massive fight in the, in the streets with the, the Torx zombies. The streets, and then we went to. 
we were going to... Uh, well, you met with the bear and the baroness, and they asked yes. you to become Ambassador. ambassadors to uh, the nearby town, Sentinel Hill. Yeah. And then on our way, we... Uh, is that when we encountered the That's Displacer when we, Beast? That's when we yeah. encountered yeah. the Displacer yeah. Beast. And we, we defeated that heartily. I mean, by we, I mean no one, the super monk. Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely no one. Yeah, no, no, um, one, no one did anything. <laughs> And, and that's then, when we met Llewellyn, right? Yeah. And, and don't the, forget, Adri ended up uh, tanking the dirt there after she got hit. <laughs> that was, that was exciting. That part. Oh, oh, and then we met the Merry Men. Yeah. Yes. And then we fought oh, the, 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 yes, the. Yes, you got to meet Llewellyn. Yep. And then we were we attacked. We went and sought out a a, a black dragon. A and baby. Adri totally went and like woofed it. Yeah. <laughs> Only because he was aiming his breath weapon at you, I was sacrificing myself for the good of the. Party. No, he was aiming it at Gurnville. Yeah. You should have let him do it. But anyways, um, so after you fell on humiliating defeat in front of the dragon, no one once again punched it in the face and defeated it. Actually, I sort of remember Adrian punching it in the yeah, face. Yeah, that was yeah. That, that sickening That's crunch. And the, after, and the puppy dog eyes, yeah. Yeah, 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 right. that, yeah that, was, that was a little unfortunate. Right after Gwen blasted you with his breath weapon. And that was on the boar fight. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. And that's and that's when uh, the animosity began. That's when uh, fate uh, ruled that Gwen should die early and die horribly uh, by my hand. Well, it's, it's good to see that you've gotten over that. <laughs> so then we helped out Llewellyn because his cousin, the Baroness of Sentinel Hill or whatever, was bad. So we uh, yeah, yes. Well, we had got it first, and we had. Scouted it out. Scout that out. We pretty bad. It. Yeah, it looked pretty awful. And then we came out. We're like, yo. This and then Gwenwell found Dynak or whatever. He became a cleric at that point. Yeah, like Gwen had went to the monastery up, and he became. Well, yeah, that's that what was, he that became. That was back a, in Sabinus Cataracta, yeah, yeah, back okay. in Waterfall City. Yeah. But um, and then uh, so then we helped Llewellyn overthrow the tyrants. But then while we were actually in the yeah. throne room, we were like, uh, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. And then they were all like, yeah, you killed her. And then we out got gold, go. and then. So magic out. item, we got kicked out. But yeah. I'd like to point out, no one once again single-handedly defeated like the weird twins of pain. The yeah. rest of you, I think, had failed your fear roll, and I had Ex to protect you. Except no again. one remembers that. So. No <laughs> one does remember that. You guys were dealing with the puddle underneath your legs due to fear. Then um, we went up to the monastery. No, right, and that's where the the flame, big skull flame skulls, yeah. And yeah, it turned, turned out the monastery had been completely overrun by the undead. Yep. <laughs> And that was when we went into the actual, the, the worship room or whatever yeah. with all the pews and everything that was... Pew, pew. Yeah, and then we fought <laughs> ghouls and all sorts of mean mm -hmm. things. And those weird shadows mm -hmm. oh, yeah, were awful. Yeah. And then from there, I don't... How we did we get out of there? We went back to the mummies down in yeah. the basement oh, and they yeah. gave you guys horrible mummy rot curse. And uh, that meant you had to run back to Waterfall City as fast as possible. And uh, it was kind of fun. You ended up there on Beltane. So everyone was having a big party and you were busy dying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and ain't confetti coming off your body. But yeah. um, <laughs> then we ate lots of food. Yeah, we got better, obviously. We ate lots of food. We saw a crazy wizard. We did see a crazy wizard. rotting to death. Crazy Those wizard. Those of you who weren't dexterous enough to avoid the mummy's touch attack. He identified our magic items. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, we yes. had the dog. We had to evade the watch, which we didn't do very well at. No. And we no. barely made it to the balloon ship. What was the, was the sewers with the rats that attacked us? Was that oh. how we oh, got yeah. out of the monastery? No. no, that was after you got back to Sibylla. We, we had to up. find where where the watch had gone. So we oh found, okay, and okay. we found that shadow demon in the that, sewer. That, the shadow demon was in the sewer. Yeah, yeah. it was a bit unfortunate. Mm, more than a bit. And then um, we got what's with these shadow monsters? Then we were in that bar that was by the docks. Oh yeah, that's yeah. where we met all the seedy captains and met mm, Donia. Donia. Yeah. yeah, they were young treants because they were seedy. Um, <laughs> And then we're like, hey, we want to go to this, uh, the place where nobody is wants to be caught, found in. Mm-hmm. And she's all like, I can get you there on the cheap. We had to offer her two Scooby Snacks. Though. We did. <laughs> and 500 gold. Yeah. And Which then. Is, that's an amazing amount when you think about it. <clears throat> and then we went and ran away from the town guard. Just in time to get onto the ship. We were sneaking and we were really stepping in on all time. Yeah, just a, a little bit under time to get in there. Yeah, you, you guys were clearly identified by the guard on the way out, so I don't think you guys can ever go back to Waterfall City. Uh, no, we're heroes of Waterfall City, so what? Yeah. Up until then, you were. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much. That's okay. And then we pedaled and pedaled and pedaled. And then Danya was the, like, yeah. you know, you're all really bad, so let me do it myself. <laughs> Easy for her to say. She was sitting there all day while we pedaled. Yes. Hey, well, good thing was she was able to back clean up for you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we loosened the jar lid. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, and, then, and then now we're floating on an airship. Over we're floating on the... sunshine. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> And you know what? It's good. Yeah. I really don't. My quads are burning from. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's it's you're feeling the pain. It's it's a good kind of pain. Okay, so no brain. Um, That would be you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna stab you in the solar. Dart. 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 Dark. You know what? I was out of range for every other attack, and I wasn't about to move. So. Well, that's because you ran away. No, I was stuck. I was pinned. Dart. <laughs> <laughs> so here you guys find yourself um, hovering above Ubrim Concordia. That's what it looks like right there. And um, like to hear what you guys think is going on. What uh, what have you guys figured out so far? Why did we come here again? You, uh, Galchabar sent you there because the Oracle is here. And uh, he's, he basically told you that um, this, this is the meeting point for all the barons, mm-hmm. and it's not just because it's the exact center of the Maring Aranosum, um, and so therefore sort of the, the neutral point amongst all of them, but there is the oracle here, one of the uh, wonders of the Old Kingdom, that would speak wisdom to anybody who uh, wanted to hear it. And now, apparently, it is reserved exclusively for the barons' use. And as the Kalchavar pointed out, it's basically death for anybody that's not royal to come here. So, you'll say you don't want to get caught if you can at all help it. My dad's an archdevil. I'm royal. Pain in the butt. It's probably not that close in pain of the teeth. <laughs> You'd probably be a little bit stronger. It'd, it'd be interesting the, for you to try the, that. The, the, the 25th and the line of the Nine Hells, I'm still royal. Well, if you call him up and you say, hey, Dad, come help me out, I'd 
kind of doubt he would do anything for you, but... The, the, the thing is, is my dad's a landowner by Lofford. My dad, my dad owns land. It's called the Nine Hells. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Okay, so... Can if you want to be. <laughs> so, who, uh, anyone got any ideas on what is going on here? Yeah, that was your idea. No, I we think I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I, weird fogs and disease. It smells like a vampire lich or something to me. I think we've got. I thought lich was more solid than vampire. Yeah, vampire seems too basic. Are the variants? I think now? it's a lich. Mm-hmm. There is no evidence of anybody there, and this is what you guys see right here. So how? Are, so we just got here first. Well, the Barons only meet several times a year. Otherwise, it's it's completely vacant. Oh, like, okay. I was under the impression that we were going there during a meeting. No. Never mind. Okay. So, yeah, there's a lich, and I think we were sent here because we're getting too close. Couch bar is the lich. No, oh, no. no. Think about it. Undead taking over the monastery. Mm-hmm. Lich. It would explain things dying, too, mm-hmm. causing the starving animals. Mm-hmm. So animated shrubbery, I don't know. Or it could be a really powerful necromancer. That's kind of what I'm thinking, something like that. Because creepy fog that's making things die and plants wither. Or it could be dead. Or it could be Desmodeus. Or it could be something from the Underdark. That's true, yeah. Are we just like listing every single possibility? Because <laughs> we're going to be here for a while. If we <laughs> well, we haven't heard you say anything. What do you think? There's a hurricane coming, obviously. Mm, a sand hurricane. The most destructive <laughs> thing in all of the universe. Sand everywhere. Have you said what Six foot sand color the fog is, or is that just, it's just non germane? Okay. Yeah. 10 foot storm sand. <laughs> It is French sand. Storm sand? <laughs> <laughs> it's like storm surge, but storm sand. Mm-hmm. It's not Germain, but it's French sand. Mm. No. Maybe Italian name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Italian name? Rice is monosyllabic. He just admitted it. Rice. Alice there. Alice Something supernatural, something obviously relating back to the old world, something involving Tay. Sounds good. Something powerful and dark. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Something bad. No one could be that powerful. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. Jokes is over to you, by the way. Okay, well, <laughs> why did we end on that note? <laughs> um, the uh, airship is just about set down in the courtyard there, and there are actually large um, iron rings, um, somewhat worse for wear, uh, that uh, apparently would appear to be where airships regularly tie up here at the courtyard. Um, and uh, the uh, gondola gently touches the ground, and um, Dania looks at you expectantly and says, We are here. Actually, that was Arnold. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come in now, believe me later. Relax, relax. Ooh, we are here. <laughs> Not there, really but here. Yeah. We are here. <laughs> so what do you guys do? I hop off. Okay. Make Donald's off. Then he's off. Um, we grab our gear first. <laughs> So we're not, uh... <laughs> what? Naked. Oh. I have a lot of... You guys are gonna get off the ship, too? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Clint, this is the last time we allow you to have cookies before the recording <laughs> session. From now on, after we're sure <laughs> getting to you guys. Okay. <clears throat> so as you can see, it's basically just one huge courtyard with this um, octagonal, essentially, building next to it that has this large geared lens set on top um, and it's uh, getting dark the sun is set and uh, the uh, you guys are sitting there with the, all the glory of the stars above you it's a beautiful night out nice and clear are there lights on inside there are not lights everything is completely black air so um i think Gwen's going to go open the doors okay yeah yeah <laughs> good idea good idea Brass doors, brass dragon, it makes sense to me. Well, it, tur- it turns out that um, they are bronze. Um, and they're just absolutely huge doors. Uh, basically, as you can see, this, this whole side of the, uh, of the uh, roofs slash building are, is just those giant doors. Do they um, open like yep, parallel to the ground? Like well, a cellar door? Uh, yeah, it's basically sort of like a storm cellar door. So okay. you just open up that way. Where's those storm's hands? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Gwen, give me a roll to open the doors. No whammies, big bucks. Not 20. And amazingly enough, Gwen, you uh, reach down and you absolutely grunt and groan and with a, a kind of shrieking of hinges, uh, first one door... And then the other, he just, you know, pushes up into place. Like that, that was Gwen, not Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then uh, you guys are looking down at these uh, shallow set of stairs leading down into the shadows. Okay. I have dark vision, so I'll kind of so peer down I. and see what I see. It appears that it's one great room below you. Uh, the massive stone arches meet overhead, where the apex is one enormous crystal lens, the length of your forearm. And uh, you can see through the skylights above, uh, giving you a view of the stars outside. You guys want to enter inside? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can everyone see? I can no. see. We can? I can't, but I uh, pull out a copper coin, actually pull out a couple copper coins and cast light on them to light up the room. And then throw them out across the floor. Okay, so <laughs> so Gwen uh, lights up a, a coin, throws it in there, and um, it illuminates the room quite nicely. Actually, okay. Um, it uh, basically there is a pedestal in the middle, on which seems to be two enormous um, bull horns sticking straight up, kind of almost touching in the middle, and in front of that is. Uh, a set of ornate chairs or thrones. And uh, the construction here, though, as you look around, seems to be of two parts. 
while the ribs and skylights and the doors seem to be of recent construction, the floor is older, much, much older. Where the stone of the ceiling is square and smooth, the stone of the walls and floor is eroded and pitted as if it was once outside and exposed to the elements. About ten feet in front of you, five ornate chairs or maybe thrones sit in a circle. Clearly, this is the council of the five barons. Beyond that is what you have come to see. A four-foot-high bronze pillar with a base the shape of a six-pointed star sits under the massive lens in the center of the roof. A fixed and upright bending out and then in to form a window are two horns of what it must have been in a truly enormous bull. From between the nearly touching points of the horns, a vapor forms and drifts slowly down the length of the horns to obscure the area between them. So what are you going to do? Walk towards it. Speak, speak with the, the oracle. <laughs> I guess just the problems you're having. Yes. All the problems Asking that are for uh, vexing the world. Yes. So um, everybody, make for me a perception check. Ten. Oh, not twenty. Wow. So, um, Adrian, you can actually hear, and you can point out to everybody, a gentle whirring of the gears in the mechanism above the lens of the ceiling. There's gentle whirring. So it's, it is apparently uh, active and moving. Hopefully it's not sending messages to people behind our house. Can I see yeah. anything between the vapors at all? No, you can't at this point. Um, and actually, everybody give for me a history check. Hmm. Non-natural 20. Okay. And 63. <laughs> I can't You're remember yesterday. <laughs> Bad man chased me. Okay. And Amy, what'd you get? Eight. And this is what you've heard. Um, Alistair and Arlen, um, you've simply heard that the barons come here to consult the oracle and use its wisdom to guide their deliberations. Um, Gwen, though, has heard, and actually, Avery, what did you get again? Eight. Eight? Okay, so same for you with the, with the other guys. Um, uh, Gwenneval's heard that um, the uh, barons always meet late at night when they consult the oracle, and that the oracle reveals great information, but it speaks in riddles. He remembers this, but he doesn't remember like what he did like three weeks ago. Well, he heard this like just before you guys got and it up. with the 20. What do I know? And then, um, Noan, um, you have also heard that the oracle will only appear when moonlight shines upon the pillar. Is the moon out? It should be coming up any minute now. Someone needs to go outside and change the direction of the lens. Or there's something inside because there was gears. There's got to be gears. It's gotta yeah, so there's something it. inside that we can shift to move how the lens is. I mean, gonna, there's a crystal they, somewhere? Well, there's a giant crystal done. lens directly above the... The bullhorns. Bullhorns in the ceiling. And there's a lens And then above the that appears to be where that giant bronze gear set is with the other lens, or a series of other lenses. The last one is big, is basically a man is tall. 
Is that outside? That's or is... outside, yeah. Okay, so we have to go outside to fix it, or is there something in no, the room we're that's like shit? Well, do you want to go and take a quick look? Sure. We're waiting for the moon to rise. Yeah. Well, yes, but if we could figure out how to... Since you heard it, you so, Yes, I, I, yeah, that makes more sense. So, Adrian, mm-hmm. you uh, realize that the big lens is facing the horizon, and it moves ever so slightly. It and that's, and that's, that's the gearing that you heard whirring. Okay. So, apparently, the lens system always points at the moon. Okay. So it's only a matter of waiting now for the moon to rise. I sit down and I meditate. Anything else anyone wants to do while you're waiting? Um, See if there's any sort of runes or anything that's on the walls. Don't steal anything. Just something interesting. Don't steal anything. You you, uh, actually give me a perception check on that one? An investigation check. Javin. Nope. Okay. Nothing that you can discern. Um, Anybody else? I want to look at one of the thrones. Okay. And um, is there like anything special about it? <laughs> well, three of the thrones seem to be the size of um, basically man or half elf human uh, size. They're you know normal size for those. One of the thrones is considerably smaller. And the the fifth one smaller than that, so you would guess maybe dwarf and halfling, halfling. or no maybe. Um, halfling and dwarf. Yeah, there ha- there's a halfling and a dwarf city, so I would think they have halfling and dwarf bearings. Mm-hmm. Yes, so it seems to correlate. Yes, the uh, the, the halflings uh, come from Pleasant uh, Kalesque, and the dwarves from Faramons. Iron Mountain. Oh. Okay, you wait and wait, wait, and not, thankfully you don't have to wait too long. But you guys can see through the uh, the crystal or glass of the of the skylights in the ceiling, the uh, moon begin to poke over the horizon, and then it uh, is fully up. And when it is, light cascades through the lens system, and it just comes down in a pillar over. The bullhorns. Uh-huh. And the vapors that were trailing down now with the light coming in at, a, at uh, you know, the sharp angle there become fully <coughs> opaque. And you can just make out the face of a woman. You mean transparent? No, it's opaque. It's actually, they're actually they is, thickened into yeah. the face. Oh, they think. Yeah, oh, I thought you meant you could now see. Her, her face may them. have been okay. there before, but you really couldn't see it uh, without the li- the light of the moon upon it. The woman seems to be both young and old, both beautiful and a crone, all at the same time. They shall love me and despair me. <laughs> so, what are you gonna do? Bitch, just. I shall arise. Mm hmm. I shall respectfully approach the oracle. Okay. When you get about 10 feet in front of it, the woman begins to speak. Her voice is distant as if I'm coming from far away and seems not to come from the pillar, but from all directions at once. And she says, one approaches with trouble in mind. 
knowledge here he may find. But perilous knowledge can be, without wisdom used to guide your deed. I sense vexation in your mind, the cause of your trouble you come to find. The name of your foe is known to one. In the high throne she sits, though her day is done. Your foe is also in the vale of the elves, only to be found by those who can delve. Your foe is also to be found close at hand, where water sprouts from blowing sand. You must also look deep in the frost, among peaks that are most perilous to cross. And a tyrant waits with his baleful stare, where a sea ruler sits without even a care. And your foe is to be found where one cannot see, and those of the land are unable to be. Also you must find a dangerous lair, where fiery greed guards the treasure that is there. And you will have to learn how to fly, so that you may find your foe in the sky. Finally, at last, your foe can be found, where the souls of the evil are tortured and ground. As she speaks the final lines, her voice becomes more and more faint, until it's just a whisper. And then her face fades from view, leaving just the opaque vapors drifting slowly down. Can we transparent? They're opaque still, but her face is no longer there. Oh man, we get to see Dad. Gwen, step forward. That and is sounds so like Gwen's dad too. Um, Gwen, step forward. Is there? I mean, I guess I'll step forward too, see if she reappears. Mm. I don't. I'm assuming if her face is gone, she's gone. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No. No amount of approaching the pillar causes her to reappear. Again. You got all get that? that down. Dad. <laughs> I got a lot of it vaguely. Actually, it sticks in your mind. Okay, good. As if you had it all written down. As if. <laughs> you have to say that like a valley girl. As, As if. if. You have to say taquito as a valley girl. Taquito? No, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you weren't even trying. That was Wait, no, no, I think like it was the word taquito. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess get back onto the ship. Mm-hmm. Or we can sleep. Or, I mean, it's well, this seems like a safe space, but if they said that if you're here, it's basically death. death. If you're not royal, I'm not going to stick around. And so I'm, I'm going to get back. Well, the ship. The, it's night. I think the airship is. I'm not going to. St- Stick around. I'm gonna get back on the ship so that we can leave as quickly as possible. Should there be like some weird supernatural sentry, which okay, I totally so, feel well, like we'll have clues. Where's the first place we want to go? What was the first place you said? Assuming it's in order, there is we have to do this. A foe on a throne with. Oh, what yeah. was the first line? Since I totally wrote it down. Yeah, because it's all in our minds as if we wrote it down. So. The sense of you, I sense vexation in your mind, the cause of your trouble you come to find. The name of your foe is known to one. In the high throne she sits, though her day is done. Okay, so that's, that's referring to That sounds like the the old baroness. the baroness who mm-hmm. in the high throne that, she sits, though her day is done. So okay. we can't get the name from that from that. Actually, uh, everyone roll for me a history check. Because <laughs> everybody knows I'm so great at that. Oh, sweet! Oh, come on. Like, I got three again. 
three uh, again. Well, this, Twenty-one. This is where you're good at farming and not so good at uh, studying. Yeah. Too bad you can't farm for knowledge. Okay, I got <laughs> it. Any, any, anybody, anybody better deep. than thirteen? Twenty-one. Oh. Elster. Eleven. Okay. Six. Nope. Okay, so, <laughs> so uh, luckily, uh, and yeah, Gwen got a five. So, um, l- luckily, Adri, um, you uh, were paying attention when you were reading some of the books there in the monastery, and the name, the high seat, jumps out at you. The ancient capital of the kingdom. Is, you know, Calium Cities was known as the high seat. And that's where, of course, the, the king and the queen of old ruled the kingdom. Okay. But that doesn't make much sense, because it was ruined a thousand years ago. But that seems ahead. like the first place to look. It was the queen knew of it, her day, not his day. So maybe there's something mm-hmm. there. Of we have hers. to look at the queen's throne. Did you spell yeah. heaven wrong? H-E-V-E-N. <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you spell it? It's, it's, it's correct on my sheet. <laughs> Did, does it also say H-E-V-E-N? I know, it's, it's correct on my sheet. Yeah. I did never notice that. Notice how he never says how he spelled that <laughs> yeah. on my sheet. It's it, obviously a copying error. You can't can't trust those uh, <laughs> those spider types to copy correctly. Them darn spider human types. hands. Okay, so how do we get to this place? We so we're right in the exact center, center, so we need to fly pretty much southwest. southwest. Where is this? Is that... It's in the southwest. We're right in the center. Do we have it on our map? We do. Yes. Okay. It's so we need to go. Nice we have to go talk to Brunhilde. Donya. Donya. Who now sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, Hans not from Franz. that part okay. yet. We should, we should try to read through the rest of the... Oh, yeah. But we can do that on the airship. Yeah, we can do that on the airship. I'd I'd really rather not stay here because if you're not royal, it's basically death. I I think we should get back on the ship. Mm -hmm. There could be alarms. Of course, how long would it? How long would it take? How long did it take us? Where do you think the oracle went? She's rotting us up. Wasn't there something about um, wet water in the sands? That was in the. That's yes. The so. Something, but then there was a foe on a throne and something about dwarves and so the hand. thing is do we do it chronologically or do we go to an oasis first well let's go to the oasis because it's pretty close to us right well there are many oases well we saw we one saw specifically. specifically well you saw a line of them actually uh, okay poking periodically up through the sand um you get to see you know little smudges on the horizon and where did we and come from southwest did we come we, right from Waterfall City? Did we came right from Waterfall so City. So Waterfall right City out. is right to the South. east of yeah of where we're wanting to go. Killing City, yeah. Yeah. yeah or where City is Dolores as no now. Let's see So uh, let's go check out Oasis. It's close. Okay. I mean, assuming we're not supposed to do this chronologically. That's assuming. Okay, so we can decipher. I'm thinking the... we're just going to need to do all the things that's in there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We can that. decipher the rest of the message on the boat. Yes, okay. and I. So we're going to go to an oasis? Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Well, she did say she docks there occasionally, so. Okay, so we'll ask Brunhilde to take us there. <laughs> Brunhilde. <laughs> okay, everybody roll for me perception check. Gosh, what's oh, with this no. perception? Oh my gosh, I'm putting away the studies. <laughs> you should put your hand away. Non natural 20. Non natural 20. 16. Four. 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 
He misses the elephant sitting on his head. He's so dazzled by the throne. He's still examining the the vapors, trying to get him to come back. He's doing something with the vapors. Thing. So, Alistair and Adri, your your elvish ears hear a sound. Look with your elvish ears. You guys actually hear something going on outside. Let's go outside really quickly. Oh, great. Now we've got guards. Right? <sighs> okay. Brunhilda totally ditched us. I'm going to put on my cloaky cloak of, of sneaky, uh, sneaky sneak. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, totally pushing you under the bus. <laughs> when you do poke your heads up <laughs> above the level of the surface, you see a scene of chaos. The walking dead are everywhere. Of course. Where your airship was parked, there's a pile of shredded wicker. Thanks Movement catches that. your eye far above you, and you see your ship pulling away into the sky. Part oh. of the gondola is missing. As you watch, some creature, you hope it's one of the attacking undead and not Dania, dangling from the airship, loses its grip and falls a hundred feet and lands in a puff of dust far out into the mare. The airship, seemingly now completely out of control, just spins away into the night. Have the undead noticed us? Thanks, Brunhilda. Learn how to fly. Well, it doesn't look like it's in any sort of, of uh, control at all. It just is So I'm thinking away. that was Donia that just fell through her dusty human. We could go check. Ooh, dusty dude. Well, <laughs> you could, but there are walking dead everywhere on the courtyard. How many? And, well, that we're going to find out in the next episode. times when you are doing a podcast like this that everything seems to be done and finished and taken care of and you hit stop and save and put everything away and you're deeply sorry you did and that's what happened here right now the players all hung around for a half an hour more after the session was done and went over every word of the oracle's poem and debated every line, parsed every little nuance. It was really, really neat to see. And I wish we'd caught it on, uh, on the uh, recording. But maybe we'll hear more about that in the next episode. Speaking of which, the players have got themselves in quite a pickle. Here they are in the city in the middle of nowhere. Their transportation is gone. The walking dead are everywhere around them. And even if they're able to fight their way through all the undead, they're a hundred miles from anywhere. So things look pretty grim. We'll have to find out what happens in the next episode. Until then, rate us on iTunes. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.